Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. We should have done the uh, I'm Jim Piscor <laughs> <laughs> to mash this up. I'm the Ed Rugg. Before, uh, before we dive into Dark Claw, uh, I want to tell everybody to uh, like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. Uh, hit that bell icon below the video. That'll notify you when we post a new video. And if you're one of these people who tracks down the comics we're looking at, uh, it'll give you a leg up on your competition. Uh, offset the kayfabe effect by being the first one to see what our newest videos are. And uh, please let the video play through till the end. That helps uh, the YouTube algorithm. What happens is our videos get shared with people who are comics fans but may not know about cartoonist kayfabe. So it's a big boost for us uh, building our audience and uh, we rely on you for that. So thank you very much in advance. Today we're going to look at I don't know if this was the last Marvel and DC crossover, but it was definitely a desperation heave on their part as the uh, the 90s just spiraled downward in the uh, in the direct market. So Marvel and DC get together and mash up a bunch of their characters. I, th I think, do they do like Marvel vs. DC, mm -hmm. like the four issue series first, and then, it, and then it spins into Amalgam? I don't know the order. I think there may be an ad for that in here, okay. so maybe somewhat concurrently. Um, but man, these books are interesting. I have I have put together a complete run of these. So if uh, <laughs> response is good, maybe oh, we'll yeah. look at a few more of these. Oh yeah, we got to man, Spider Boy. But uh, this was uh, this is a good one to start with. Batman, Wolverine, two of the most popular characters uh, from these character or from these companies, and uh, kind of makes sense as if you're gonna mash up a couple characters. Those two feel like maybe. Oh yeah, sure, sure, and. and but who knew when you mix Batman and Wolverine, you create Faust? And we and we will get into that here. Uh, April '96, I believe that says. Yes. This is still uh, there. There's still a little newsstand distribution because I got these comics uh, before really fucking with comic shops in any any big major way, and uh, got got them just at you know Giant Eagle. This one. Fuck you are not getting like that that disappeared first. You yeah. know, I got Metal Men, you know, I got Challengers of the Unknown one, whatever that's called. Uh I did not get this. This is the one I wanted. I think I got this at Strange Adventures in Halifax whenever well, we, we were, were there, there a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, funny. yeah. I didn't even know about this. You know what's funny? I didn't look at the dates, but April ninety six, June ninety seven. Yeah. This is over a year later. Totally. Like this ran a long time. Like uh it, it really it really didn't. It, like this stuff all came out like at once and then based on the response of this like this thing came out like this is like an afterthought interesting thing. i yeah. like this one a yeah, lot but this was absolutely not a part of the first 12. but we will uh we'll start here with legends of the dark claw uh your creative team larry hama who had written a bunch of wolverine at this point jim ballant who i knew from catwoman sure yeah. um i think he was a cubert school definitely a student definitely, i don't yeah. know if he graduated or not but he did catwoman and like was on that book for years and 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 he's still he's like would always be at the pittsburgh comic-con right and it's like what the fuck's this guy working on and he's just like making his own titty comics that's right and and i think they're over a hundred issues yeah. in i think about them all the time tarot i think is the name of it and uh i always think like how does this work i've never seen one in a comic book shop right. um mail order I you know like so. we talk about these different businesses and how important your mailing list is it's got to be a big part of his business right i think so there, there's there's a lot of comics that actually work that way there there was like a long uh elvira series that a couple teachers at the cubert school were like yeah. inking. you never see those right things. i would see that once in a while like in an ad or online and it'd be like 
a high number of yeah. issues, and it's like I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's how, just, how is there a hundred issues of this? Not, another fan club uh, kind of thing. Very interesting uh, model. But Balint, what I'm saying there is like legit, like monthly superhero comic book artist. Yeah, for sure. And and uh, you know he's got he's got chops for for what this kind of yes. comic is. Man. I was pretty excited whenever. Uh, I don't know who who actually put this in my hand, Dave Howlett or somebody, but pretty excited to see Jim Balance's name on it. It all looked really cool to me, and uh, here we go. Like, talk about a splash page. I like that splash page better than I like the cover, although both are Faust. Like, they're both very Faust-like. <laughs> as as an issue, like Larry Hama writes this thing, and they do it upright. It, you, you're thrown into the middle. Say, you know, if this was like a long-standing comic, this is issue two fifty-six of Batwing mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck he's called. Um, I, I love like that these people were like tasked with like mashing up more than just your title character. So you have, Me too. so you have this, um, this Joker, saber Sabretooth kind of character <laughs> and he's called the hyena and that's perfect. I like all of that. That's a great fit. I feel like this is like really put on front street, cutting promos on Jim Lee, like, like, uh, where, because, because it is just Jubilee <laughs> <laughs> and it's clearly like Carrie Kelly, but that's what Jubilee was whenever Jim Lee got hold of her. It's so funny. Like these claws feel like they should be a uh, like a what the or a Mad Magazine, like a Swiss Army knife of claws. Totally. <laughs> it's none of the designs work well in in my opinion of any of these crossovers. And how could they? You're taking like so much stuff and trying to get it together for one issue. Like it takes an artist a while usually to figure out to get the grasp of a character and you're just not getting it. So it's like I think they madness did. what these mashups are. I love it. And I actually do think some of them are real good. Like I do think that that spider boy is, is a, like a great cause. Like I love it with the, with the hair showing and, and like a leather jacket, like that shit was kind of cool. Uh, I, you know, I give these dudes props for, for just the imagination that went into it because it's it's thankless like it none is. of none of it's going to be perfect and I, I don't think they had much time to develop them no no you know how that shit goes man like uh they they talk big talk and then when it's time to get down like they they want they want to get busy <laughs> the claws always make me laugh yeah like, those they're are just, so ridiculous because it's like it's like part bat batarang or <laughs> yeah, something right <laughs> yeah it just feels like there's like it's so busy it's also kind of perfect for a 90s comic because i feel like that's what the 90s comics the popular 90s style was and just it just excess. Like, like i guess they maybe they just stay out we got to pay attention to that because that can't come back into the wrist I, and also i wouldn't mind seeing kelly jones do dark claw i'd like to see an issue of that yeah it is interesting that jim ballant was the guy chosen because he's just known for drawing like you know t- titty chicks and stuff and whenever you get into like now we have equipment Showed Helicarrier, I suppose, but like there's no Wolverine equipment that you can mash up with the uh, all the bat stuff. Yeah. And Jubilee's still basically the same character. I think they really dropped the ball with this because they made it Carol Danvers, and it should have been Psylocke. Like, like make the Psylocke. Psylocke outfit. is who you should have done. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at it, and it's almost like Huntress. It's almost like DC on DC mashups. Totally. Or something. And you just made her blonde and call her Carol Danvers. Like that's that's pretty weak. Yeah, but this is this is like Logan could have been any other job. He could have had any other job that like creates his wealth, but he's a fine artist, just like Faust. 
Jasper Johns, man. Yes, you're right. It's Faust. Totally. Except for this one, which is Frank Cho's signature on this painting. <laughs> and I, I would also look at a Dark Claw comic by Frank Cho, by the way. I, I would look at one by Tim Vigil. <laughs> That's for sure. Mark, Mark Teixeira. <laughs> There's a bunch of artists. I guess I'm on board for Dark Claw. Uh, I have to point out this ad. I have both of these books. These were hardcover collections of Golden Age Kirby Simon comics, Fighting American and uh, Boys Ranch. And... I don't know. It's it's kind of bizarre. I think they had to license these from Joe Simon, I believe, to produce these. And Marvel, I believe, is who publishes them. Is that true? Like, I didn't know that they were really Marvel. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely put out by Marvel Comics. And you can see, like, the logo there on there. Um, and also Comic Book Makers, Joe Simon's uh, book about, you know, autobiography and, and comics history also. But that's a hell of an ad, except it's, it's very poorly printed or produced. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's iconic to me because, like, at this time, that this ad would be in everything... And I do wonder if it was like an appeasement, like, oh, come on, Joe, like, cause, cause Joe was pounding the pavement about Captain America right. to, to, I feel like his dying day. Yeah. You know, and uh, is this is this a largesse or something? I've never read comic book makers, and I always want to because it seems like Joe Simon was the businessman. Yeah. Out of all those golden age dudes, not named Bob Kane, it seemed like he was the guy, like filing trademarks and and doing all that stuff. But uh, back to back to Logan's um, painting days yes. and uh, his war history. Jasper Johns. They didn't edit out anything. Like whatever Bruce Wayne and Logan have, that just all goes together. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's a super super bio. Even got the Weapon X Weapon project X. with with the BWS characters, man. <laughs> oh man, and it's our too guys bad go... they couldn't get Vigil to draw this. Check out how that's like heart shaped. Yeah. You know, as we're telling this story. Oh, I just realized it's that mask and stuff. That's so corny. But also in line with the rest of the book, how they just, <laughs> just add stuff to it. <laughs> Hyena. He's got a henna tattoo. <laughs> I like they're looking at each other like, through the glass. <laughs> mean mugging. What is this mask? It's craziness. Yeah, see, it's a metal character. Like, like Jim Ballin is too kind of slick for, for like, this design. Like, it, it, it should be, like, a Kelly, like, someone from the Wrightson school. Who's who's fucking with that man? Cause it's cause it's goth, you know. You know what? He calls her Huntress here. Is that her name? Like, did they not even yeah, come up with yeah, some she, mashup name? Yeah, for her? She, she's Huntress Carol Danvers. Ooh, that's a mouthful. I like they go downstairs. They just like fly down the elevator shaft to, I guess, their version of the Batcave, and it's like his parents' picture. Yeah, and of, <laughs> and of course it's Jim Ballin, so he has to put rock nips on her. <laughs> like like the uh, like a family room is, is the version of the Batcave here. Yeah, and it's and it's like a sexy pick of your mom with hard nipples like the Farrah Fawcett <laughs> poster from the 70s like this is very funny as Jubilee in the in the Robin costume it's just a yellow cape on her jam Sparrow yes yeah, Sparrow like what is this even supposed to be oh see it's a clue like it's a it's a it's a riddle like see now now we're mashing up Batman 66 with Wolverine and uh, Batman but is this a computer screen just weird Super weird. <laughs> and you could tell, like, Jim Ballant is like, I just don't want to draw regular guys in suits. And, like, this was, the 90s were plagued with this, where, like, you can easily tell the stuff that, like, the artists of the day, the things that they did not want to draw, that they did not give a fuck about. And uh, I think we're looking at one of them right here. But this is pretty good. Like, like I, he sells me on the motion of that stuff. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a really skinny wing for that airplane. But this feels like the last days of your morgue files. Yeah. 
man, the ads in here are so weird. Like it's early days of digital is what you're seeing. You yeah. know, like these digital layouts and it's, it's, they're kind of all over the place. It's really wild. Also early days of your digital color where like things are just drab. Here's the th so cool. much gray. Here's the thing too, like, because he has the Wolverine healing factor, he could just get shot with Uzis all day and it stings, but he's going to be all right. Look at that little bomb. Yeah, hy hyena hiding in the uh, airplane bathroom because so much room in there. Or I guess coming through the airplane bathroom floor. Shades of Commando. <laughs> it's all over the place. Oh, Bill Clinton cameo. <laughs> it's a Rocky. <laughs> they should have mashed him up with George uh, Bush. They should have. Let's see what that looks like. They should have. <laughs> make him make him two face. <laughs> <laughs> And here's your, your DC versus Marvel issue number four, grand finale in so stores it is next week. Yeah. Boy, I bet Jurgen's got a got a he had some big books. He the he 90s. was there, you know, like he, he did what he did, man. He made some ducats. These are not comics I find in the dollar bin, by the way. No, and I only have one issue of that that stuff that I pulled off the stands also. Like like I, you know, was a newsstand buyer like very, very late. Uh and these popular comics, they would go quick, man. These, so 96, 97, I'm completely out. Like, whenever we see that Joe Simon ad, that's the first time I've seen that Joe Simon ad. Oh. Like, I wasn't buying any Marvel DC books by that point. This was, uh, you know, like, looking at this is kind of a revelation in a lot of ways. This feels like a Dark Knight Returns, a little homage, mm -hmm. you know, to, to hanging on to the uh, to the tire. Yeah, with Carrie Kelly sa saving them and stuff. And doing your kind of, like, faux, like, this is part of a larger series. You yeah, know, there's it, a next issue, there's letters. And none of these are fun. Like, like they didn't lean into it in, in like, you know, 1963 kind of way. It's just like, let's make it, like, a s same basic regular issue as anything else, including the boring letter column. Yeah. So, I kind of like this. Um, Jim Ballant is uh, not a bad fit. Obviously, Tim Vigil would have been the uh, the number one choice for that, but probably not somebody that was on their speed dial. Yeah. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Jim Rugg and Ed Piscor are lifelong cartoonists with a heck of a bibliography, and March is Cartoonist Kayfabe Month at the comic shops. Jim Rugg is going to be presenting you, Hulk, Grand Design Monster, at the end of March, and Ed Piscor is going to be bringing you uh, Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number one, um, on March 9th. High Octane Incredible Hulk comics distilling down the history of the Incredible Hulk into two solid 40-page comics coming month after month. Uh, this will be coming out in April, Incre Incredible Hulk Grand Design Madness. These are the variant covers to go along with Hulk Grand Design. Uh, the first run, the Ed Piscor, the Marcos Martin, the Peach Momoko. Got this uh, Jeff Darrow cover that's going to come with the second issue. And Jim, you've yet to, to print me up uh, the Ed McGinnis variant cover that's coming up with that next one. Coming soon. <laughs> Red Room Trigger Warnings, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Uh, first issue coming out, like I said, March 9th. And these are the additional covers uh, to go along with that. The Jim Rugg, By Way of Robert Crumb, Peach Momoko, and the Eddie P variant. Going to be coming out on a monthly basis, completely self-contained. And uh, Rising Tide raises all ships. And we have other books in print at the moment. The Breast of Jim's bibliography that you could get on Amazon or at a good comic shop today. Plain Jane's. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, collecting all of his uh, image comics uh, versions of Street Angel. Uh, family Tree that are out in the wild, the box sets and individual issues, so they are no longer $200 on eBay and Amazon any, anymore. WYSIWYG, still in print. 
Portrait of a Serial Hacker. Get your hands on that. And the grand design that started them all. X-Men Grand Design. Three volumes of that that you can get easily at uh, any good comic shop or on Amazon. And there is also an omnibus that is out of print, uh, but you might be able to find it in the wild here and there. Was out at the flea market recently. Saw a copy. Now that we're done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. So Dark Claw Adventures pops up over a year later. This might by be popular demand. Yeah, this might be the like like the Dark Claw character was the breakout character, no doubt. And then um, this might be the the final you know team up between those companies because this did come like way later. Right. Ty Templeton and uh, Rick Bur Burchett. Yeah. Burkett. Yeah. Uh, who who was the artist on like uh, uh, the Batman Adventures strip uh, after Paraback, you know, passed away and stuff. And and Ty Templeton, like, he gets all props in the world from me. I, I feel like he's very underrated as a cartoonist. And I've never met a Ty Templeton comic that I don't like. You know, like he's he's got he's got the chops, man. Yeah. To me, these this issue and this style ages really well. Mm -hmm. Like like when we've gone back and looked at some of this animated style comics, like they look pretty good. It's so interesting. Like the 1990s were such a shit period. Like like the like the middle like late 1990s was such a such shit period of just like kind of pop culture in a way. Because when you look at like video games of that era, like PlayStation One. Like polygons like that, they don't age the way Super Mario like pixels do. Mm -hmm. Like there's something about that. Like, it, it, so like those like like that Jim Balance stuff that we looked at, it's clearly from a time. This stuff exhibits good composition. Like like all the kind of rules of illustration and and art making and storytelling and comic books that that one needs. And you know this 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 could come out today. Yeah, fun fun stuff from the get-go is uh, he's fighting cyber ninja assassins, which allows him to cut their limbs off and stuff because he's he's not killing anymore at this point. Um, but the claws have gone back to normal, right? Like like we're back to normal Wolverine claws. Because Ty Templeton, Ty Templeton ain't trucking that bullshit. See, this is what you get with a year to kind of look at this character and go, okay, these are the parts that work. <laughs> these are the parts that maybe don't. Uh, Roz Apocalypse, her father. They're mashing up as many characters as they can in this, and that's the other piece that works. It's almost like a Mad Magazine parody of itself. It is. But I think it fits. I like this panel. It's pretty good. And this is uh, Lady Talia, you know, mashup with uh, Talia and uh, Lady Deathstrike. Right. If, if you needed uh, yes. the help. Love this panel, too. Good use of color there. Looks really cool. I swear this color treatment of the outfit is like a Cyberforce bad guy character. It does feel With like the titties. that. Cyberforce, um, Witchblade, something in that in that universe. <laughs> because he's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so good, I didn't notice but, that. Before. But I but I think you know I know Ty Templeton from Vortex Comics, Canadian mm -hmm. publisher. So you got to leave it to a Canadian to th have that Super level of smart. thought. Yeah, this this is much more personal work for him than than maybe some of the other issues. Now that costume looks good, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's 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 kind of figuring out this stuff. Although to be fair, I think this looks good in, you know, like in the money shots that we see of it, it looks pretty cool, but you can see how it translates to the animated style mm -hmm. and uh retains that costume design but gives it the uh the animated look that we expect. Did Ty Templeton do the the um flipbook Madman 
uh, Mad Dog comic. I don't know if like, he did or not. Like the, the anim- it wouldn't surprise me if he did. It yeah. kind of looks like that, but yeah. a couple couple years before this, maybe? Totally. Uh, yeah, I, right at the height of that like, 90s speculative They keep referencing um, THX 1138. Right. I feel like that's kind of an interesting reference. You know, like I don't think anybody would do that now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But back then, maybe it's a little bit newer... Or, or, you know, our access to it is maybe newer. It's just, it's just nerd shit. You know, it's just nerd shit. You got to call her something. It's got to be some, it could be 007. It could be THX 1138. Here's your mad mashup, Ed, as we go through like the rogues gallery of everybody getting, getting together. Uh, Harvey Osborne, the two-faced goblin. (laughs) (laughs) Some work better than others. Cybercroc. I always hated this guy. Blood Crow. Like, like this is the dude... It, I mean, he looks more like the the Wolverine bad guy than whoever he's... Oh, I guess Scarecrow. Uh, that's not a good villain, like, for the rogues gallery. It's like, when you think about... It's like Sabretooth and, like, who else, really? But isn't that the thing? Exactly. You know, like, you don't have that many. I mean, like, even pulling out Cyber to put with uh, with, with Killer Croc is, is pretty good. It's Blood Bloodstorm, was that his, his name? He's a vampire I, in, like, the first couple issues of the uh, ongoing series, but not... He's in the Qbert issues. That's how. That's sort of how yeah. I know him. But there just isn't that kind of rogues gallery to draw from. Spiral Harley. <laughs> They're trying. Omega Beast. <laughs> I do like it though, just because like it's the gimmick. It's the whole gimmick of this kind of thing, and to put it all together, Ooh. works for me. And let's start the fight. This is kind of neat for a uh, Deluca effect here of Wolverine like usually you'd see that colored or you'd see like more drawn figures and that's just just a scratchy um indication that he was there doing his flip into this position I love that thick bold brush it's a good looking page I think this whole spread works very simple compared to what we're used to in the 90s at least like 90s Marvel DC those those animated series like like I I bought some Parobex uh Batman Adventures this this past week at the at the flea market. Like anytime I see them, I scoop them up because they're just it's just it's just perfect storytelling in '90s comics. Where you just didn't get that. You know, they they were better Batman comics than the the Denny O'Neill edited Batman comics of the regular series. Yeah, and 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 frankly, that's that's criminal. That's ridiculous. That that it has to be that way. Yeah, uh, they, they're talking about love or hate. Uh, this whole dichotomy, darkness or light, is they're like going through this fight, and it feels like that's a uh, a nod to the crossover. You know, the mashups of these characters, the two sides of all these characters. It's pretty clever as a story. It makes sense that uh, you know his Batman stories would, would would stand out. These kind of stories, they seem thoughtful. We said that too whenever we looked at Scott McCloud's Superman yeah um, issue. There's some some kind of different expectations on the part of editorial or something. They're episodic. They're they're a complete unit. Um, they're they're the classic stuff. Like, try as you may with your fucking stupid continuities and shit. But for our generation, we saw uh, we saw Batman sixty six in syndication. So then when I go read, start picking up Batman Batman comics and. Dick Grayson is like an adult in like a blue costume, and then there's Jason Todd. You just get some sense that like this ain't this ain't the real Batman or something. Yeah. You know. Um, this is more of that dichotomy. You know, it could go one of only go one of two ways. Either I would kill him, or I'd regret for the rest of my life that I had. <laughs> or, I mean, I wouldn't kill him, or I'd regret for the rest of my life that I had. Yeah, it's kind of tight. It's uh, 
I, you know, I wish more of them were, were done this way. Yeah. And then I was wondering, like, all of Birmingham, like, they're even mashing up some of the names. Like, all of Beamer would, would write tons of letters. I would see him in all kinds of different letter columns. So they're even uh, trying to do a little bit of that, a little attention to detail. That's amazing. Like, you, you notice the names of letter hacks. Oh, this is... Hey, okay, so I think they did two volumes of this. Yeah. Because, you know, again, a year separating these two and whatever Marvel versus DC ran for. But, like, there's a whole bunch of them that they're showing. So I think they, they must have done, like, two waves of them. I mean, I see, I don't think so. Because it's like... Because this is definitely wave one. This is wave one. Because Super Soldier, I think there are two versions of that. All right. Are we... I mean, this even has a date over here of uh, June 30th, 1996. So... You know, they're definitely like a year apart. Yeah. This would have been your first wave. And, you know, you can see like Super Soldier 1 and then Super Soldier Man of War. I see, yeah. And these are Dave Gibbons. You know, they're even bringing back the, the team. Mark Wade is your writer. Dave Gibbons is your uh, artist for both of those. So we may have to dig into this uh, a little bit deeper. This is making sense, too, because, like, you brought up the Thorion. Th yes. And and I never knew about this. And I, I would have known about it, like, there. So, this is, so, so maybe, like, I'm... I'm still a newsstand dude, but see, that's not true because I got this off the newsstand. I, these I guys totally burnt you. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I absolutely got this one. John Byrne doing Amazon, which I think is Storm and Wonder Woman mashed up. That makes sense. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez and Kevin Nolan on the Doctor Strange Fate. Mm. That's a good looking, uh, you know, for, for what looks good, that's a good looking team. Um, Keith Giffen writing the Thor Ryan and John Romita Jr. This would be my next choice if we're going to look at more of these. Sure, like that's the one I'm going to plug. Um, but interesting stuff. And and like I say, I don't think any of them totally work. But I think part of that is like you're really putting a lot of new stuff on the page here, and you need to give people a little bit of get your figure out what works on these characters. And this is a good example. You know, like like this feels like this one works, and this is your R and D. Mm -hmm you know, to get to this point. Um, some interesting other creative teams, Iron Lantern, artist Paul Smith, and Al Williamson. Wow. That sounds like a pretty good mashup. Do you have uh, both <laughs> sets of both Yeah, I have things? all of them. That feels like a nerd test that I just either <laughs> passed or failed, depending on your perspective. Let's ask your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Could it go? Okay, uh -huh. if it was like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design Monster number one will be in your comic stores by the end of this month. Tell your comic store you want a copy. If you haven't already pre-ordered it, it's not too late to do that. Hulk Grand Design Madness number one coming out in April. Tell your store you want a copy of that if you haven't already done so. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number one, coming out March 9th. Uh, get your hands on that thing. Every issue completely self-contained. Uh, four issues in the Trigger Warning season of Red Room Comics. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. You can read these comics before they hit paper on my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks for the archive over there and you could get there by way of my link tree in the description below this video what else do we have jimmy subscribe to the cartoonist kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video you can also find cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video it's another great way to support the cartoonist kayfabe channel jimmy give them the marching orders we'll be on our way read more comics <laughs>